0: accident or just a fender bender the last thing you need to do is tangle with the big city when classic auto group collision center can take care of all your repairs island style our certified technicians can repair any maker model and we back up every repair with a lifetime warranty classic auto group collision center now open at 6601 harborside drive ClassicGalveston.com. classic galveston
1: enjoy the difference island style Time for some Texas music
2: talk with me, Josh Fuller, coming to you straight from the great state of Texas. Each week, our guests share their insights on the greatest music scene in the world, the Texas music scene. So get in, sit down, shut up, and hold on. It's time for the show. And we are here. We are live in the greatest state in the world. That is the state of Texas for sure. We got Randy Young in here and Sarah Koenig from the Homegrown Tomatoes. She's the one that makes them uh gives them work. <laughs> 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 Say hello to the people so we can check your microphone. I hadn't we didn't even do that. We forgot to no, do that. No, sure didn't. Say hi, Sarah. Hey y'all. Oh, hey y'all. Hey, I get y'all. it. Oh, yeah. I see what you did there. Let's just Bring us both little, up a little bit. Give y'all a little more juice up here. Yeah, that's yeah. better. Yeah, I like right, that. Now we're up, up on par with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't have y'all, you know, getting too much ahead of me there, but um, Yeah. Well, happy uh Wednesday Tuesday everybody and I uh, hope your week's going good so far it's a, at least the weather's been nice spring, oh man it's been break. off the hook yeah spring, spring, break. Uh, spring break for most people mm-hmm. I, I, is it for everybody
3: well, our side of town it is
2: usually I'm used to New Waverly and New Waverly it, it was always like everybody would go spring break and then everybody would come back and then we'd get spring break and have nobody to hang <laughs> out with so it kind of always sucked but we also kind of got two spring breaks because when Walker County Fair was in, all the kids basically got a week, a got week, a week off, off because they were all in FFA and stuff, and or 4-H or whatever it was.
4: Well, it's still the same way in Conroe when the mm-hmm. fair comes around in a, mm-hmm. in a month or so, it's all, you know, it's spring break again because all the schools come in yep. and exactly. they get a day right. off at least from school and they get brought to the oh, fair, yeah. to the fire. Fire. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, were, were you in any of those groups in high school?
3: I, I wasn't man see but your
2: country country is a turn of green but you didn't do all that
3: I didn't I didn't do Mm -mm. it
2: so we I know you we all we've talked about your dad a bunch of times but um so you kind of got started in music by being just a fan of music correct right yeah and you've been a fan of music your whole life pretty much right my whole life when was your dad your dad was obviously already playing when you were a kid huh
3: no well growing up my dad always worked for the railroad and right, he just wrote songs and played it, you know, just played at home. But he didn't actually play in a band until I was, you know, not a kid anymore.
2: Okay, yeah. Well, I know when I met you and we, we were hanging out and I, and I met Dan and then we would hang out in his shows or his open mics or whatever. Like you knew everywhere, do all the songs and you'd get up there and sing. And there was a couple songs that I really thought was hilarious when you sang that we haven't, it's internet radio, we could play it, but I can't find it anywhere. <sighs> I cannot find Weenie Dog to save my it's life. It's on iTunes. Is it?
3: It's on iTunes.
2: I don't know if it is or not, but uh, how did he come to write that song?
3: That's a true story. I don't know. He um, he has several like that that aren't necessarily okay to play at some venues.
2: <laughs> well, I remember uh, he played a whole bunch of times at um, Tuts, but then there was some other song that he played, and it had an F-bomb in it, and, oh. and Sylvia come from behind the bar. No,
5: no, no, sir. We do not sing songs and talk like that in this bar. This ain't that kind of bar. And I was like, but
2: you sing along I, to every word of weenie dog.
3: I know that song that you're talking about. I think it had a, a little bit more to it than a few F-bombs. Okay. <laughs>
2: it, maybe,
6: maybe something
3: derogatory. Or just, <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, man,
2: I am searching like crazy for that song. I'm going to find it
4: you keep searching. Yeah. So, uh, sir, you have your, your dad. Tell us about your dad. I mean,
3: Dan Scott. Yeah. Uh, Dan Scott's daughter. That's how, that's usually how I get introduced to every, around. No here. lie.
2: You're in my phone as Sarah, Dan Scott's daughter.
3: Every, everybody. That's, yeah. you know, the first thing, Oh, you're Dan Scott's daughter. We, we love your dad. I love your dad. Um, uh, just you know, he um he's he's played my entire life. Always played guitars, always wrote songs. Big singer songwriter. Yeah. Um, and then he, he worked for the railroad and retired. And after his retirement, he started you know playing regularly in bands and doing open mics and. Just go- putting himself putting out there, himself right? out there and just you know totally emerged himself into the whole Conroe music scene and ever you know just knew ever he knows everybody and yeah
4: kinda... yeah we i think we've all met at some point in time and me you John ever you know mm-hmm. it's kind of this it, <clears throat> it's a big big scene but it's a really small world when it comes to everybody that comes up through here right. but you've gone on your own way you have your own little you know, retail business and all that good stuff she's you an entrepreneur, entrepreneur yeah yeah
2: for sure <laughs> and then and it ain't your first venture either you used to do custom furniture like i do yeah I and used to go to all the trade shows and all that
3: long time yeah got burned out so no. were you building
2: stuff from you're doing more uh restore stuff right
3: uh restore and from scratch i started okay. out doing a restore and then went from scratch and yeah, burned out, burned out, Josh. So, you know, No, it good, happens. Luck. <laughs> good luck to you. Oh, no, <laughs> I, I get
2: burned out when people start telling me what to do. Here's here's the problem with me. And mm-hmm. that is I will do anything as long as I'm the one that gets to say I do it. Right. And I get to do it my yep. way. And that's just the artistic brain in me. Mm-hmm. And so when it stops being fun is when people tell me how to do it, whether it's music, whether it's woodworking. It doesn't matter if you if I have a, the initiative and the, the dream in my head to do something and then someone says oh you should do this and this and this and this or make me one like that but do it this way or that way then all the fun is gone i'm no longer Mm -hmm. being an artist i'm just doing what someone told me to do and it's ugh. i hate that even even at home if i'm trying to surprise like my wife with something like if like the deck i have a big old deck i built in the backyard but if she would have come out and said oh can you can you do it this way and that way and that way and this way then i would have just lost interest i'm like no I mean, I, I would have probably done it, but I wouldn't have been proud of it. I like the fact that I just had the vision in my head and I did it. And right. I think that's the artistic side of I, me, though. It's yeah. Prideful, prideful. My mom I always, get it. my mom always told me that pride, we all get it. Your pride's gonna kill you one day, boy. That's what my mom always said. <laughs> She's probably right, but um, I don't know. No, no luck on finding that song. And I gave up when I when I saw my I caught myself typing in Dan Scott's Wiener. Oh God! So I am I am now no longer searching for that song. I will, I will find that song for you somewhere. Yeah, we, we I have, sure. to, I have to have to abandon sure. search on that. That's not something in my history. Yeah, there will be a no. late night
4: radio show with all of those types of songs on it on the internet very soon. Trust me on this.
2: Oh, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. And and uh you know, it was funny when I made my own Spotify channel a long time ago with mm-hmm. my first album, my Dirt and Diesel album, and uh I swear it wasn't but three two or three songs in and one of Dan's songs came on, on the Spotify chart. Like nice. they linked us up together. And then it was like Captain Legendary band and Dub Miller, all these guys that I played with. That's awesome. Like, how do they how does Spotify know that? And it's great. It's, it's great. Yeah. But it was also kind of weird, like they know my history. This is kind of odd. Like, they know that Josh Fuller's played with these guys, too. Yeah, they do. Hey, they're, it's weird. But yeah. I like it because a, anybody searching for Dan Scott or Captain Legendary Band also can discover me. Mm-hmm. Same thing with people, people would text me and they said, oh, man, I was on Pandora Station and I'm listening to your station and everything's going well and then a Luke Bryan song popped up. What the hell, man? I was like, you know what? I can't even be mad because that means somewhere on the Luke Bryan playlist, there's a Josh Fuller song being played. So... It, it It is what it is right. I'll take it I'll take a win Wherever I can get it For sure But uh, but yeah So I'm tired of looking up that song I'm not gonna do it anymore I'm done Be done I'm just gonna have to Just
3: let it go I'll find it I'm
2: just gonna have to get somebody else To give it to me But uh, So um, Man I'm trying to figure out Where to begin on this Sometimes the best place to begin Is at the at the end You know but, Well Yeah But well, We've had Caleb And the Homegrown Tomatoes mm-hmm. In here a lot yeah. Or Caleb's Caleb. been in here twice Caleb's been in here twice and Holsher, if anybody needs to know that, and uh, it's a—he's told the story kind of from his perspective of how he got Sarah roped into um, managing him and booking him, and he's had a great couple of years because of your help. He really has, and also because he can back it up. And he goes out and he puts a hell of a show on, and people just yeah, love him. Um, one thing that I find really cool about this area is that he can go and play two or three venues in a row in the same town and still still, draw a crowd and they all come and have a good time. And that's a great sign. Yeah. It's a great sign. So I want to start unless you want to talk more about your, your business and stuff, which we can get to anytime. But, um, I just kind of want to start about you telling the story from your perspective of how he roped you into doing this. And, uh, we'll just kind of build from there.
3: Well, um, Caleb, Caleb's another one that used to always come out to my dad open my dad's open mics. So I knew him from that. He he'd come out and play, um, with my dad. And then um, we started hanging out. And I'd run in when I opened my business in downtown Conroe. Um, it's right there by the corner pub, and um, Caleb always plays at the. He's always hanging out at the corner pub, playing other people's open mics. Mm-hmm. He he hosts he hosts his own now, but um, he used to always be there. And we were both there one night. And later on through the night, after gosh, lots lots of drinking, lots of <laughs> lots of alcohol, he um, he said, "Sarah, I, I need to talk to you. I want to tell you about this idea I have." And um, he said, "Come across the street and talk to me." So we walked across the street over to the courthouse, mm-hmm. sat down on the bench, and he said, um, "You know, I've I've got this band started, and we've played a couple shows. They've been playing, you know, like tuts in the corner pub and a couple little local shows in Conroe." And he said, "They're I, I think they're really good." And I want to take him on a 16-day 16, 16 run to Colorado.
7: <laughs> and I
3: said, "Caleb, that's a that's a terrible idea." <laughs> and he That's insane. I said that you're, <laughs> that is crazy. That's that's dumb, Caleb. And he said, "Well, why?" And I said, "Well, y- you you've barely played Conroe. You you haven't even conquered Con- Conroe yet. You, right. need, you need to conquer Houston and Austin and Dallas and and then take him to Colorado." And he said, "Well, I don't know how to do that. Will you help me? And so I said, sure, and kind of went from I there. I think there wasn't
2: were, there a couple more weeks of nagging that went on before you, know, you finally it, said it, yes.
3: It really wasn't. It okay. was you know it was kind of like a a drunken just talk and. I told him his idea was dumb, and he said, well... <laughs>
2: Fix
4: it.
3: Fix it. <laughs> <What>?
2: how, <laughs> well, how do I not make it so dumb? <laughs> right. But
4: the, the, then you roped him into doing uh, the Redneck Idol and all sorts yeah. of stuff oh, that he wasn't even of... suspecting, right? And right. Because I've heard it from everybody else in the band, and I, they weren't even you know, expecting um, anything like that coming
3: he, to um, them. I saw this, I saw the thing posted on um, RCC's website that they were Mm -hmm. going to start this competition and, you know, they wanted um, submissions sent in. So I sent it out to the band and then I said, look at this, guys, this is a great opportunity. Check out this prize package. It would be something fantastic. Right. And and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, that's great. Let's do that. I was like, okay, we, we need to get together and put a submission together. And everybody's like, okay, a couple of weeks go by. Hey guys, the deadline's coming up, you know. Let's do that submission. Yeah, yeah, we're on it. Another week goes by. Hey, guys. Mm. So came down to the night before the it was due. <laughs> Nobody had, they hadn't done anything. Nobody had said a word about it. So I was like, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. So I sat down and put together this little video mm. and typed up this big old, you know. Like
2: little EPK kind of thing. Yeah. Put together yeah. a sales pitch, mm-hmm. put a,
3: a thing together and sent it off. Um, Didn't tell him I sent it, <laughs> j- just sent it. And then we, um, I took him to Belize for a ten day, yeah, um, to play a ten day game. I want to hear Belize. about that too later. And yeah. why we were sitting by the pool late one night, I just happened to get tap on my Wi-Fi and check my email, and they had sent an email that said, "Congratulations, you were picked." All and right, so, yeah. I, told, I got to, I so broke, y'all
2: drank a little more and believed a little night. bit more. Broke the news to them <laughs> yeah, and the said, Brum is Hey, really cheap there. By the way,
3: <laughs> by the way, you know that you know that submission I tried to get y'all to do forever. Well,
4: <laughs> guess I, what? You have to go play in downtown Houston at one of the biggest yeah. spots, and it for, tur- or it,
2: Stafford, but well, close enough. It turned close out
4: enough.
3: it worked out, it turned it's out all, great.
2: Yeah, and it did, it worked out really good, and I thought it was very creative. Getting the party bus—that's something that I would have. Yes. I would have. Yeah. That's something I would have suggested if I had been asked. And thanks. The um the party bus was great. Yeah, it's a good idea, and everybody was on board. How many people did y'all end up t- getting down there with y'all?
3: Oh, well, the bus held sixty two, and we pretty much filled that up and took took the whole bus down there. Plus, um, you know, Holshers, Caleb's family is very extended they yeah. they came in from everywhere um, he was
2: telling me about i know pretty much wherever he plays he's got family Holscher's. that can show up that's oh
3: yes it's great
2: another thing i wish i had you know he's like got, oh he's my got gosh family you gotta everywhere. have that that's good though
3: it's fantastic especially yeah. when they're on the road because there's always a holster couch somewhere mm-hmm. for them to crash on, crash on right? when
2: we first started uh, when adam walker was first in my band as, as our bass player for those of you don't who don't know or don't come to the shows <laughs> but uh, Adam's family was this huge clique of people. It wasn't just the immediate family that had the Walker name, but they have this group of people out in Porter and Humble uh, and all those areas over there. They're just they they're always at the Walkers' house mm-hmm. for barbecue on Sundays. I mean, it just and so when Adam first started playing. No matter where we played, we had a crowd, and it, we looked like we were the shit. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, and uh, it, you know we've all gotten older now, and that that group stays home a lot. But for a <laughs> while, it was like
3: that's how you
2: knew. No matter where you went, you're going to get them. Like we we'd play, Pasadena. Uh, not Pasadena. Dang it, I forget it every time. It doesn't matter. But uh, anyway, but we could, we could go pretty far away and still have a nice group of people that would go. You know, yeah. and it was just they were younger and drinkers and. Yeah, they've all grown up now and have families, and they're not drinkers anymore or whatever. But yeah, it is okay. We just got to find new drinkers. Yeah, well, they're, <laughs> not, they're
4: they're still drinkers. They just do it at home. Right. True. <laughs>
2: true. They do it at home, not in a, in a hot tub at a seedy motel at three a.m. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about Caleb and his band. No, no. So, uh, well, that's I didn't realize that you had kind of like Pff, I'm doing it for him. Then yeah. that's pretty ballsy. That's pretty cool. Good idea. Thanks. Yeah, I, re-
4: I remember uh, the interview with Caleb and stuff. I was I was not here. I was at home, but I was listening and all that. And he was saying that yeah, they didn't really realize that you had done that. No, and, I. I
8: uh, <laughs> it, you
7: know. They
4: knew about it. They but knew they about didn't. it, and, but and I, I couldn't ever talk to Fred and and all of that. And yeah, they were just and Fred's still kind of a little bit bewildered about the whole thing. You know, He's great, <laughs> and it's it's awesome
3: it was it was great so much it opened up so many opportunities for them and they got you know they opened for boland and they opened for cody canada and they got mm-hmm. they just opened for pat green yeah. um all of that stuff you know kind of yeah. came from that and, so.
4: and they're getting booked in all these other venues mm-hmm. around the state yeah, you've got to play green hall twice now right green hall twice, twice you know hey you know that's that's you know, Where are they this week? Check weekend? one off that list, right?
3: Um, they're playing. They're it, they're actually local this week. They're playing um, Hideaway in Houston, a, and then Lobelas, um, in I it's at Crosby, and then they're playing um, Woody's in Galveston on Sunday. Fin, oh, that's
2: cool. Fin, yeah.
3: Finishing off spring break on Sunday on the beach. Awesome. Yeah,
2: that's really yeah. cool. On the beach.
3: On the beach. Yeah,
4: you know, hey, with all of the, you know, uh, the I hope the weather holds breakers, up. Yeah,
3: I hope so too.
2: pretty awesome
4: did Galveston spring break is no that's not (laughs) spring break I'm sorry no you know my dad told me when I grew up in Florida so my dad told me when I was
2: a teenager he said uh he said you need to go to South Padre Island for spring break and I was like well why he's like trust me son Every man, every man, every should, man should go to South Padre. South Padre. On, yeah, yeah. <laughs> until they find, until they get married, it's like they should and go. They don't ever go again. And I, and I never went. I never went. Oh, was
3: crazy. crystal you beach was
2: crystal beach, and then um, uh, uh surf, um, uh, yeah, yeah, surfside, yeah, surfside, surfside, where they start bonfires with marijuana. It's awesome, <laughs> but um, but well, that's about as crazy as I got.
4: I grew up on Panama City Beach, Florida. So. Right. In the seventies and eighties, so spring break for me is—you can only imagine uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the stories. I've never experienced that, but um, you know, it's—it's it's gone downhill from there. But uh, back in the seventies and eighties, it was—it was just a a crazy, crazy place, and the bands that would come and play there, you would have a great variety of music, everybody from local bands or regional bands or mm-hmm. people from Texas or, you know, whatever weekend it was for the spring break, be it Alabama, Georgia, Texas, Mississippi, Alabama, you know, wherever that week of spring break was because it was 10 weeks long. So every week you'd have a different group come different. in and then you have different bands come in. So that's kind of where I, I learned my love of music from all over the place. We'd have all these small regional bands or state, you know, even some local bands even that were really good, they'd come in and they would just, you know, put on one hell of a show and, and you know, it'd be just a whole lot of fun. And all the students that were, you know, enjoying mm-hmm. their vacation, they had a little taste of home.
3: Nice.
2: That's always well, a good get, thing. Yeah. You got to have that. So I think we're, uh, we're I'm ready to take a, our first A little first pause break. for the call. Yeah, a little yeah. pause yeah. for the cause here. Try to pay a bill. <laughs> or, or, yeah, <laughs> well...
4: We need sponsors.
2: Sponsors. I'll be happy to pay bills. We just gotta get some, some collectors up in hell.
4: Yeah, uh, most definitely.
2: But uh, but anyway, yeah, y'all hang tight. We're gonna we're gonna open this conversation up even more and uh get back out into the weeds where I like that's where I have my most fun. That's a, certainly. it's kinda lying I am, but uh yeah, we'll be right back in just a minute. Right.
0: Relax, enjoy the difference at classic Galveston. Hi, I'm Howie Bentley, owner of Classic Auto Group Galveston, inviting you to the classic way of doing business, which means the customer always comes first. Need service after the sale? We've got you covered with our service parts and body shop. Let us cater to your needs the classic way, island style. Visit us at ClassicGalveston.com. Classic
1: Galveston, enjoy the difference.
6: That song is one that I uh,
4: actually
1: rode on my way into San Antonio to go to a show, Leon Springs Dance Hall. Back in 1994, actually. It was
5: before I made Live at 8 years. It's a song about attitude and driving. How many people here had parents? How many people had parents? <laughs> Should be most of you, yeah. Huh? Anybody else's dad make weird noises? <laughs> <laughs> Dad, when he's in the bathroom, it sounds like songs of the humpback whale. Right? <laughs> tell some filthy, filthy jokes, jokes, too. Boy. Make the dog <laughs> gag jokes. Yeah. My dad can tell jokes in a truck stop. Truckers are going, hey, 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 there's mechanics in here. You want to watch your mouth? And my mom, she's a sweetheart of a lady. She just comes up with some goofy-ass questions. Growing up, this was one of her favorite ones. Did I raise you in a barn? I'd go, no. No. My brother would start laughing. She'd go, what's so funny? He'd say, nothing. Remember when your mom would say this one? Shut the door. I'm not going to heat up the neighborhood. (laughs) Not in that bathrobe, you're not. (laughs) I didn't know she could throw a waffle iron that far. (laughs) Your dad ever run over your bicycle? My dad ran over my bike five times. Fifth time he did it, I crawled out from under the car and went, Dad, get the car out of the backyard. How about it? And when you were a kid, it didn't matter if you got hurt. You knew you could run home crying. Mom would be there with those sympathetic loving words. I hope you're satisfied. You're in a pool of blood. Yeah, I'm pretty satisfied right now. Wish you could join me. One night I was about eight years old, I got up in the middle of the night to go get a glass of water, and I walked past my parents' bedroom, and I heard those noises going on in there. I couldn't resist the temptation to walk up, knock on their door, and go, Mom? I hope you're satisfied.
2: <laughs> uh, I figure we give y'all a little comedy relief there, Mr. Jeff Foxworthy. Thanks to Randy for uh,
4: coughing in the mic. Sorry, my the apologies. I didn't turn away quick enough. That's
2: all right. I'm fixing to make a lot of noise because I'm tired of not being able to see y'all. He's yeah,
4: turn around. your butt
2: around, man. Finally, after how many episodes now? We are up to number 17 mm-hmm. now. Yeah, and yeah, now so I, can I can see you. you. Sort of. And, uh, but I got to make a... It sounds like the Thunder Roll. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, my mic doesn't do that. So we were talking about some fun, interesting stuff off uh, off, off the mics here. And uh, we can get into some of it. Or we can get into none of it. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. But uh, I want to talk about... Um, so you started to being a manager for a band with no experience None. being a manager for a band so what are some things that you learned the hard way
3: growing pains what yeah are, let's talk about had
4: some, had some, growing, some pains. growing pains
2: yeah most definitely i mean
4: you took a band that you went out and heard and and they talked to you and you you kind of knew them a little bit and
3: you know i knew i knew caleb i knew caleb really well um the rest of the band i i barely knew at all um and so it took it now that now they're my family i Mm -hmm. i adore and love each of them dearly but when when i first started it was you know caleb going to them and saying guys i she's going to be our manager and i trust her and and they kind you know they were kind of reserved with it at first um but now you know they 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 trust me and that's that's kind of that's kind of what works with us i can Tell them you're going here. You're doing this, and they don't question me at all. They they go where I you know, and they just do it. They trust they they mm-hmm. trust me, and we we work that way.
4: And it's a whole bunch of different people. I mean, uh, there's uh, five of them. Because I've uh, I've met Fred, you know, many times, oh, yeah. and we've had a lot of conversation. He's a northerner, and uh-huh. you know, I mean, he's from Pittsburgh and blues man, right? Uh, yeah, blues guy, and you know, on the opposite side of the spectrum from what would be normally politically acceptable and Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know yeah um you know to the rest of them and but he fits in and man he does a great job and he's a really good guy and i mean but to get that mesh of people together and make them a band and be able to well you're selling that product
3: right there you know it's it it, trust it's a lot of trust
2: yeah it's a lot yeah i had And in the past I've had several people that have wanted to be like hey I'm gonna help you I'll do whatever and I'm like okay yeah man come on you know and the band always is skeptical they're like well Mm -hmm. you know why do we need someone to come and tell us how to be a band that kind of deal and then uh, there was only one of them that actually came in (laughs) it was kind of funny because she came in and I wanted to trust her she had had some great um, uh, let's just say acquaintances in the business that I thought man you know she convinced me that she had the experience necessary to do this. And so she starts coming to the shows, and at first it was pretty cool. You know, she just, everything was like, okay, what can I help you do? Look, and we said, I'll set up merch, and I'll do this or whatever. Do you have your set list? And I'm like, yeah. She, she'd call me on the way to the show. Do you need anything? I'm like, yeah, I think I need some tea from Starbucks. And she'd grab tea, and she'd bring it, happy to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, this is really cool. And we were playing one show, though, one time, and we had a new Player and I don't remember if it. Was, I think it was a bass player and this was before Adam Walker. I think. I think it was before Adam. It may have been after Adam. It may have been Adam. And he had. He was still learning the music, so he had a music stand up on the stage with the sheet music in there. And she walked up. She grabbed the music and she said, "No, sir, we do not have music stands on stage. This is ridiculous. Act like you've been there before." And she took it. And he just looked like, "What the hell?" And I was just like. <laughs> I don't know, dude, but yeah, it does kind of look kind of cheesy to have a music stand on stage. So that was uh, a
3: huge pet peeve of mine. Yeah,
2: so maybe yeah. Uh, go ahead and just put your music somewhere else, dude, and uh, we'll get through this, you know. But put it on the floor. But um, but yeah, it was funny because she was just kind of like, the more you gave her, the more she took, and uh, and it it was fine for a while, but it just then then just things fizzled out. Yeah, it goes downhill yeah. from there. She was excited for a while, and when she's excited, she was doing well. But when once the excitement was lost and the new wore off, she was kind of like,
1: meh
3: yeah the whole thing is it's been a learning experience for both for me and for the band i mean we like i said they were so new um starting out and i was new and we mm-hmm. we just kind of we grew together right. Th- they learned i learned we learned you know we learned together and i trust them and i you know i could send them anywhere and trust that they're going to do awesome and do their job and they trust me to send them to good, wherever yeah to wherever yeah, right. to green hall to take or care anything of anything else mm-hmm. right?
2: Wait, Randy, I had to unplug you for a second. We got static in your line. Sorry, I was trying to give you a warning over there. Yeah, but uh. Now I gotta run the run the board here, and you can't fill in for me. See? See what happens?
3: Hold on, I know. (laughs) Technical difficulties.
4: There you go. Try that. Well, I probably have this whole spool of cable on the floor. Right. Yeah. I think we
2: got it now. I think whatever. That's much better. Yeah, definitely. Sorry. I just want to make sure that the people mm-hmm. listening at home in their bathtubs get the full experience. and <laughs> They're not. Um, Sometimes there's some technical difficulties, but. Uh, yeah. But we, we got it. We got it under control. Sorry. So uh, where were we before I so rudely interrupted you? Uh, I, I done forgot,
4: that <laughs> we were talking about. But no,
2: but the um, trust thing is a big deal. And yeah. then they have to trust that your ideas will work. And then you have to kind of trust yourself that, well, if I'm going to say that it's going to work, it better work, you know, kind of like the submitting for the RCC. RCC. I mean, that's, you just kind of had to go for it because your gut told you to. And that's if you're able to listen to your gut and then have the, have the courage to do it. It's pretty cool. I mean, mean, good things work out.
3: Me and Caleb work great though. Like like he bounces ideas off me all the time. He comes to me with some crazy ideas Mm -hmm. and you know, I support him. I help him try and make, achieve his ideas. And the same thing with, you know, he listens to my crazy ideas we we just kind of we're a team we work well together
2: right that's good and sometimes supporting somebody is loving them enough to say dude that's stupid you know that's how it all started uh, and that's it needs to be that way though it's good that y'all can have that relationship
4: certainly that's most that's 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 the root of it you know Mm -hmm. being able to be honest and uh yeah, I I know I can hear that too, and I don't know where that's coming from this time around because that's never happened before. Uh, but it's a little static. Just kick the pile of cords around for a little while, and maybe it'll stop. All right. But are you shot. are are they doing anything out at uh, South by Southwest that's coming up right now?
3: We're not doing South by Southwest. Um, no, we got. We had an opportunity to, but we just we didn't go. You on. Try, no, no, that's cool. It, no, so no, that's cool. Not this time around. Um, they're getting ready to go into the studio and do an album, our their first full length album. Yeah. That's exciting.
2: Um, and they're still working on that live recording they got. They as still a, got.
3: They got the live recording from um, Redneck Country uh, yeah. Club, part of the prize package.
2: And that's Cir- uh, Sean with Circle o is doing it, right? Yes. Yeah, that's gonna come out good.
3: I know. We're excited. It'll be real
2: cool. I really wanted to be the first band to do a live recording there, and then it just didn't work out. But it's a great place to do one, for sure. It is
3: fantastic. No, they
4: have a
2: great system in yeah. there,
4: and I mean, the setup that they have is, you know, it's top-notch. Oh, yeah, and, and it, they're top-notch it, guys. It, it, it's a
2: big venue.
4: It's wide open, and that Did y'all do the recording
2: inside and, or outside?
4: We did inside. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the inside's the only place to do it. The outside, mm. yeah, there might be a truck going
2: by that's true man but that outside stage maybe
4: because i
3: love the outside stage the vibe
2: is just the vibe is amazing right speaking of somehow i went from having no shows on the books for rcc to having two in a row so we're going to be playing there march 27th and april 20th good yeah that's two
3: more than we have right now
2: hey man i'm happy so michael needs to call into the damn show all right (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, Michael, will you call my show? I don't think, uh, no, I don't think uh, CBS will let me do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he will. Or iHeartMedia, sorry. Yeah, no i heard me they're Speaking gonna of, go broke soon anyway no <laughs> man well once they once they catch wind of this show maybe i mean this is obviously riveting stuff yeah so <laughs> yeah i won't go into the business of radio and how no, much they no, no. owe <laughs> <laughs> no, no 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 i do think that podcasting and um and, and internet radio definitely has a, a bright future it certainly sure. does
4: and uh and I know with the new band like that you have, and they're still fairly new. I mean, we've mm-hmm. known oh, them yeah. for a while. But, you know, how do you make money in the radio business and, oh. and all of that? And I know this is going to get Josh's goat because we were talking about <laughs> this a little bit beforehand.
3: You have to have money to make you money. Have to, yeah.
4: but You've gotta you, have. you have to. But you have to have some money to make money and... You don't know, but I I have a lot of, um, you know, Nashville guys that Mm -hmm. I've dealt with, you know, in the video end and in in some of the music and over the years, and I know how they make money or or have traditionally made money in the business. Now it's a lot different, and it's really hard just to sell music and make money, and most of our... Texas music scene relies upon merchandising and mm-hmm. selling either, you know, CDs, hats, caps, you know. You now hats, it, you can sell, sell a, a hat. You can sell People a hat.
2: Love, but they're also expensive to buy. It, but, you
4: know, the profit margin is, profit is, it, is yeah. very yeah. Small. slim. It's Just very like, small, You know, right? you owning a retail store, you oh, know I what know. those margins are, you know what that markup is. When you buy wholesale or you buy gross, Whosale. you he said know. wholesale, well, wholesale, what, wholesaling you stuff? <laughs> Good Lord, yeah, that chick on 23rd, but anyway, uh, you know what I mean. You go to right. market, you buy a product, and you buy gross, you know, that's 144, and you got to figure out how to sell them and make a mm-hmm. dollar off of but all that's, of that.
2: That's business in general, I mean, you know. Uh, what's weird is trying to think of an analogy that would work but so for for your business you know if and you're selling these these clothes or whatever there you, you you spend your money to get your inventory you spend your money on your rent and your electricity your bills and you get all that stuff right the same thing that every business person has right but then all of a sudden someone shows up and says i don't know if you want to sell on this street if you wanna open your door and sell on the street, you have to pay me a fee to promote <laughs> your, your 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 Or just stuff. be allowed to. Yeah. If you wanna have a sign out in your front door or whatever. And then it's it's a terrible analogy. But basically with the thing with music is that makes it hard is you have the talent and you spend your money on the album and then you wanna get out there. But there's so many of us Out there trying to get our music on the radio, that you have to get a promoter if you want to be seen. You really do. You do. And yeah. And so by the time it's all said and done, now you've you, I'm not gonna say the number because I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but you drop a huge chunk of change. It's
3: more than cost to make the album. Right. You
2: you drop a huge chunk of change for one song, Mm -hmm. and now you now you're in it. So if you're in it to win it, you got to stay relevant. So you got to continue to do it. Continue dropping. It's a it's the same as having a gambling habit. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta Annie up if you wanna play. And if you you can go all in, but if you don't win, you're out. You gotta stand up and, and cheer for the other guys.
3: Well,
4: and that's something that we've all uh me and the guys that I've been working with and we've been trying to figure out a way around. And, right. and does it always work? No, we haven't figured out the formula yet. And right. If I did, I wouldn't tell you.
2: Uh, you tell me. Yeah, tell I would me. tell you, you'd but tell not on the air. Uh, <laughs> no, you but, today. You have to find new ways. It's a dig- yeah. it's a digital age and it's an internet age and it's 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 video and it's, it's all that. It, it, it's a crazy
5: to build it
4: amalgamation of I,
2: yeah. everything
4: that's out there today, and we have to bring music into. Mm-hmm. that scenario from what it is I mean mm-hmm. you know we all we're all you know we're not all spring chickens here and well, we'll, Sarah's a
2: spring sp- chicken uh, yeah right, she's a lot younger than the rest of us <laughs> <laughs>
4: me and Randy ain't <clears throat> well I mean <clears throat> but you got we all understand what vinyl is and we understand right. what record sales were and what record companies were and all of that in the business now that is not the business no. that is not a no. model that we can follow or do anything with mm-hmm. we need to figure out a way that music can sell mm-hmm. from the artist writers producers direct you know whatever the case may be everybody needs to get a you know a nickel off of it right. or whatever the case may be you got to take the music something. to where the people are right. and, and try and to figure out a way around all those and to monetize avenues. that stuff yep. and and Caleb and them are in that whole scenario yeah, they, right. they did an EP and that did pretty well I mean I know I, I put my you know, ten dollars down on when they came <laughs> in, and they they won, and they showed up at the corner pub. I was there, and you know, I, I I bought my copy and everything else. And
2: Randy's a super fan, That's by great. the way. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. well, I, I, I wouldn't it. say I'm a super <laughs> fan,
2: but you, you are know, a super fan of music that you like, though. Because like, yeah. once you start showing up to a show, you're going to see him again. In the yeah, game right. and you'll
4: you know? see me, and just like I mean, if you, if you notice on my on my fa- on Facebook feed, there was a picture of you know. Folk Family Revival from five years ago yeah. from, Great. Uh, you know, the, the anniversary Star. parties of Southern, Southern Star, Star, you know. I mean, I've been going there forever and I've I've known those guys forever and I've watched them. I've followed them and, and enjoyed their music and, and watched their journey and mm-hmm. what they've done as musicians and mm-hmm. trying to learn from them. Uh, on how this business works. Cause yeah, because it's crazy.
3: I, I call them constantly for advice. They're they're yeah. they're some of my go tos when I when I have questions and mm-hmm. whatever I reach out to yeah, them. It's good to have that. You mm-hmm. gotta have
2: that. One thing going back to what you were talking about. So we gotta take the music to the people instead of instead of trying to rely on the radio. And and this isn't a new concept. Underground music's been around forever. forever. Right. Certainly. But the with and with the internet age, the way it is it's only going to get bigger, and um it's a lot easier now, I guess, to be underground than it used to be. It used to be, you had to have all your tapes you them, in and, your, yeah, and your whatever, and your CBGBs or someplace in New York. Yeah, your people you know. in college are running yeah. around, just hey man, hey man, hey man, hey man. And I remember still having a. Getting mixtapes from uh, of all the rap music Ooh. back in the day, you know, and you'd go to a little shady gas station. There's this dude out there. Hey man, hey man, hey man. I got some Gucci Crew and Two Live Crew. Come on man, <laughs> come on man. <laughs> some two Live Crew. And that's from where I first. Live. I remember buying a, a mixed CD, and that's where it had like Afro Man and mm. from the window to the wall and all that other <laughs> stuff on it. And you can still do that back in the day, but um, which is bad because that's just as bad as downloading it for free off the well, internet. Yeah, it, but yeah. But, well, actually, except that you paid your money, but that dude made money off of music that wasn't even his. But you know? that
4: music wasn't available on right. traditional...
2: Right. You couldn't hear it on the radio. No, you couldn't and hear iTunes, it. And
4: iTunes wasn't or a thing, any, Or yeah. Afro and all those No, it's all, all word guys. of mouth. It's all word so, of mouth. So, They relied upon that. So you went to live show when they came to your town right? and that's where they made their money. And that's kind of how Texas music works.
2: That's kind of what me and my drummer were talking about one night was, and I'm not the first one to talk about it. I admit that I kind of am inspired by a podcast I heard many years ago by Phil Pritchett about it, but the allure of, of artists is gone. Like we are not, some unattainable, unseeable thing like an artist. If you want to see an artist in any element, you just Google them, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, there's whoever, and he's on a canoe fishing with his family this weekend. Oh, look, he got caught with a stripper in H- in Havana, yeah. whatever. I mean, you just there. It's we're so accessible now, and used to you would sit in line for a week camping just to get mm-hmm. tickets, and the band you're going to see. Their album cover Had some weird picture on it It didn't have them You didn't even know What they looked like Unless they've been in Rolling Stone And then you get the ticket And then you camp out Because you don't want to You don't want to be mm-hmm. late So then you camp out again For the show And then you go into the show And you spend your money you do all this stuff You have put in two weeks Of your time And you don't even know What these people look like Until the curtain comes up And then boom You're blown away And you're just the, All the emotions of everything mm-hmm. And now it's just like you, just, you can go find A thousand pictures of anybody Certainly, you know? and and they're so that, how do you recapture that part of the entertainment business? Because that's the part that's diluted, the part of just being like really wowed by, holy cow, that's a superstar. Like when Crystal Dew's riding a bucking bronco on stage, kind of. Yeah, Crystal you know, Dew had that shit. Yeah, now you see, <laughs> but now you see people up there, and they've all got the lights and everything, and it's it's, I don't know. There's the thing that's missing. I think is just that that. The, 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 um, I can't, I said allure too many times. I don't have to just say that one again. It, it's not the allure, but the it's, mysticism, just this whole, like, what are they? Who are they? What do they do? What are we going to? And now it's just kind of like, oh, it's just another dude. up there Jamming out, man. You know, <laughs> just like he was last week. I watched his live Facebook feed, you know? It's yeah. Just, I don't know. I, I it's I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, how do you stand out in today's world? from the rest and then and if you don't have the money backing to cause really promote your music and stay relevant and put a single out every 3 months and trust me folks that's expensive unless you have a you know the old saying if you want to make a million dollars in music start with 2 million dollars yeah. you know but so how
4: do you as a manager think about that kind of stuff and bringing a band forward and getting them in and getting that excitement built for them To, you know, move forward, you know, I mean, the only band I can think of right off the top of my head that had an allure, like you said, was like Turnpike Troubadours. Mm -hmm. Right. They came out with some songs that kind of fell in line and.
2: Oh, and their sound was so different. And the sound was different.
4: They had something original that they could rely upon and there was no visuals from them. Other than, I mean, even online, when you go back and uh, you look at some of the videos that were first out, there was no visuals of the band themselves. It was just all, you know, stock footage or, you know, stuff like that. So they purposely kept their images back and you know they're just a bunch of old texas guys you know they're all hippies and stuff it's all <laughs> good we know what they look like i mean you can kind of imagine yeah. it but it left something for the imagination is what you're talking about yeah how you keep that allure and that imagination and people to drive them to come and see well
2: i'll tell you with with caleb you just don't know if he's going to wear the a shirt under his vest or if he's going to wear a gonna, kilt or if he's going be to be bare-skinned well yeah. certainly i mean <laughs> There's there's a little bit of craziness Must've. there, no, but I, I I I'm being funny. But I do want to know, like like, have you already thought of those things, or have we just lo- unloaded like this whole new level of pressure and stress on you?
3: <laughs> we opened your eyes, or uh, a
4: have little, you a thought about old. this
3: a little bit? No, we um, they don't have a whole lot of video and stuff out there right now. we we just had a meeting about. About that aspect, this past week actually, um, needing to get more videos and things out there because there's. I not. know a guy,
2: cutting and Shoot yeah. Studios, Randy yeah, Young, yeah, right yeah, here yeah,
4: in yeah, the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: We're, um, I think we're gonna do some amp. So okay. Go on. That's coming up. Um, go live. Yeah, we are. we And
4: then you can, you have it. We are. I we're mean, gonna
3: do some amp lives come in April, but um, yeah, they we we don't have a lot of visuals. We have you know a few things from the, redneck from RCC that they right. put out. And then just our friends doing Facebook lives and stuff like that. But as far as, you know, there's not a lot. Ca- yeah, well,
4: we, a,
6: we did a little bit of
4: Facebook live yeah. with them over at uh, Yard House. our venue, Yard House. And yeah. uh, uh, so that's out there. And But yeah, y'all really haven't had that much. No, they don't. And I think that, you know, like we were talking about, I think that kind of drives that draw to come in and see them mm-hmm. perform
2: you could hear you them hope so that's the thing it's, it's and so you don't know where's that line
4: at and then that's what everybody's trying to figure if out if you
2: give people too much well, Caleb, at home then they don't have to come to the show
4: but Caleb's yeah. an
3: entertainer though i don't know yeah. if you i mean y'all have seen him live he certainly he's very charismatic he's very entertaining on right. stage he you know he dances and he he, he captures people's um attention and yeah. they, and you you're drawn to him and watching mm-hmm. him, and he's just entertaining to watch. And that's that's a lot of where our fan base comes back, mm-hmm, you right. know, they they follow him and come out and watch. That's him the reason,
2: he's, and, yeah, that's the reason I like on
3: a good show.
2: Mm-hmm. That's the reason I like old Kevin Russell with Shiny yes, Ribs, exactly. Yeah. Same reason because it's a great he's show. Fun you to know, watch. The, the first time you see, you're like, What the hell yeah. is he trying to This is pretty cool, actually. This is kind yeah, of funny. Exactly.
3: What's he gonna do next? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, the same, same thing with yeah. Caleb. Well, you mean, never it, you never know what he's going to do. And it goes do. back
4: to great showmanship. Right. I mean, Johnny Lee... Stage presence. Um, and- ...got to meet him on a couple of occasions. I took my wife out for our anniversary to a show. And, you know, 50 years later, I mean, he, he's been on stage for 50 years. He still puts on a great show. Lee mm-hmm. Gilly, all these guys still put on a solid show, can capture the attention of the crowd and bring them in and entertain somebody Mm -hmm. right well you got
2: to you got to be able to connect man yeah you got to find somebody to connect to and and if nothing else if the crowd's not digging it there's always going to be at least somebody that is and you find that person and start entertaining for that person you'd be surprised how you're sitting there trying to give them the best show of their life and all of a sudden everybody else starts paying attention to the show you're putting on on. because you you you've done it you, like you stepped up your game for that one person and now mm-hmm. everybody's enjoying and it. and that's
4: what a lot of the younger generation i think doesn't understand and maybe hasn't seen mm-hmm. with the music or whatever that it's a show it, it's entertainment it, it captures you it lets you go someplace else forget about all the crap that you've got going on in life and you get to focus on the music and those people that are, you know, talking right. to you yep. in whatever way, whatever music <laughs> that it is, but yeah. they're talking to you in some way and you're connecting with them on some level.
2: That's what music's supposed to do. That's and the whole point of that's, it. That's what yeah. it
4: truly, truly is. Right. But a lot of the younger generations, I don't see where necessarily that's coming across to them.
3: No.
2: Well, I wanted to say this that I thought of because I was. Y'all got in such great conversation. Good job on that. Um, yeah, I, I tried. I got a little deep. Sorry. I need. I need. A, I, need, a, I, need a, I need more makers, Mark. But uh, um, no. What I was gonna say was, speaking of Phil Pritchett. Oh yeah. And I I know that not everybody in hearing my voice right now knows who Phil Pritchett is, but to me he was a huge deal. Um, he produced my album. He did. He was just a mm-hmm. great guy. He inspired me to be an entertainer and and all that in Texas music. <gasps> but one thing that he did different from everybody else was this was in the infancy of itunes and all that and spotify he sold his whole albums on his own website Mm -hmm. and so he would he would sell them cheap too you could buy a whole album for like four bucks now if you go to itunes and you spend 10 guess what the artists are getting about four or five bucks Mm -hmm. so he just eliminated them out of it altogether, and he would sell his albums now he also had put in his work, he had quite a fan base. It made sense to do that. It didn't cost him anything to put it on there, right? It's digital music. So and he uh he had his own studio and so he he um was able to make his own music and all that. But Certainly. when he when he published it to the online world, it didn't take up it didn't take anything for him to do that. And he was able to sell his own albums. And he had one that was live from Corpus Christi. I think it had like twenty four tracks on it. Wow. and it was he sold that one for 12 bucks and then every now and then he'd have a special on his uh, he'd send an email out like you can get every album in my library for 15 bucks this month yeah and so he had complete control of his album sales now what you miss out on is people can stumble upon you on iTunes or stumble upon you on spotify and all that so you miss mm-hmm. out on that but if you do both you're gonna have your iTunes and your spotify so you're doing your mm-hmm. due diligence so hopefully people find you but then you have your own website, and you have your own music there. And you like, and you can say, you know, I don't know, what do you want? Well, Stick it to of, the man and buy it straight here from us. You well, know? the problem with
4: that is, is iTunes and Spotify and all, you know, all of those venues or mm. you know those platforms to sell your music on, they require you not to sell
2: and compete with them in well, your album I sales. I have never seen that checkbox, and I've never marked it. So they, yeah, you'll get a phone call. <laughs> well, I'll tell them that I own my music. No, that, and if that may be true, but that's, yeah. I don't think that would stick in court. So it
4: probably doesn't, because yeah. um, I've known a few, um, um, like Chuck Cannon. His stuff's all over the, you know, God's right. green earth, and he sold you know millions and millions of records, and well, it's, uh, he still, I mean, he handed me his entire collection and said, "Here right. you go, know, have a nice day," you know, so, great
2: play it as you will we'll take a break here in a second but mm-hmm. one thing i was going to talk about because this has been a it's a it's a good topic to discuss because the overexposure and also yeah. all like junk so whenever i released my second album i paid people to give me advice okay and i also made a couple trips to nashville talked to a few people that some were important some were not um and they all gave me advice and every one of them's advice is basically be everywhere at once be on instagram and snapchat and twitter and facebook and youtube and just be everywhere you want it everywhere youtube has you know they create a channel the second my 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 album was released and now yeah. it, you can hear my whole album for free on youtube automatically but since it's streaming fees then it's not free and they're not stealing it from me right so right. you're everywhere everywhere at once but then you're overexposed and now you're saying well where's the allure at? And they're like, no, no, it's on you. You got to figure out a way to get in these people and be different. How can I be different when I'm doing what you told me and every other person that wants this advice, you know, there's gotta be, there's gotta be something. I've had a, I've had a, that's a a million dollar question, man. (laughs) Well, everything, everything ebbs and flows, right? Obviously things change, things come, things go. There's different, you know, Texas music 20 years ago, It's not. It's not. Was amazing. And now, now we are where we are. And I'm not saying anything bad about the music or the scene, but I'm saying where where it was then. Yeah, yeah, where it was then. Just and and from my personal taste, just the style of music was really cool too. But, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you could still make money then. You know, you could still. They were sending thousands and thousands of copies across overseas Mm -hmm. when of physical CDs. And tapes still then, mm-hmm. you know. And now I go to a show and I'm like, hey, guys, I'm new in town. Take a CD. It's free. Just you bet take it. But you have it. a young and lady like, that will what? sell some CDs for you. Oh, that little girl can <laughs> sell some CDs now. <laughs> You yeah. need her at Caleb's <laughs> shows.
4: Do. Yes, you do. <laughs> and and she,
2: she'll do it for, she, as long as she gets paid. She's gonna, she's give her gonna get paid, but I give her fine. twenty. I give her twenty percent, man. She's a <laughs> she sells me. She sells no less than three hundred dollars worth of CDs and merch. Wow! Like at Pacific. every time at Pacific on a Wednesday night, or at <laughs> at a Ransom's on a Tuesday, she can sell me three hundred dollars worth of CDs. That little that's girl awesome. is a beast. She is so, killer yeah so yeah kudos to you girl (laughs) yeah for sure she she would be happy to do it and she's trying to save money for something and she's only like oh i can't remember how old she is now she's like maybe 11 11 12 yeah yeah and and she is that's she is but she has figured out how to do perfect makeup now yeah so she has this face of like this Eighteen-year-old girl with 15, with yeah. the cute little twelve-year-old eyes that look up at you, and you're just like,
1: "Okay, I'll buy I'll it." Buy I don't that. know. <gasps> Here's my. Money, what am I doing? It.
2: But uh, and she just made the cheerleading squad, so her and her sister are both on cheerleading. So yeah, so that's awesome. But yeah, she is full of bubbles, like bubbles and sunshine. That's all she is. She but she knows what she's doing in a crowd. Oh, yeah. So do you know Lloyd Sandifer? Yes. Okay, so. She was working merch or selling CDs at Fire Up the Bands a couple years ago. It may have even been last year. And she had run into Lloyd a couple of times already that day. But she walked up to him and she, and he, you know, she was kind of like right in his face. And she said, um,
8: what's your name?
2: And he's like, Lloyd? Lloyd, I've been looking for you. He's like, really? She's like, yeah. What are you looking for me for? Would you like to buy a CD? <laughs> Just like wow, this girl's got game. It's awesome. It's really awesome. Yeah, no, she can sell some. Definitely sell some hell out of some. CDs. Yeah,
4: she can. But it's you know, fun. All right, so you gotta have yeah, that. But yeah, otherwise I can't give them on. away. I can't yeah. give him away. Oh yeah,
2: the computer went to sleep. Yeah, that's yeah, the beautiful. computer
4: went to sleep. So you can find the right button to push. Well, and
2: well, then say something. Well, I am. I'm talking okay, right talk. now.
4: So I'm going to ask Sarah about her business okay. that's in downtown Conroe, and that's. I, I know it's couture. Is
3: cow town. Uh, cow town
4: couture. Yeah, I I, I didn't want to say the wrong things. I'm You're so right. sorry. Most people I, say couture wrong. S- yeah, they get yeah, the cow. Couture. They get the cow part right. Yeah, uh, cowboy couture. Yes, yeah, whatever. Like, Same thing. There's several of them. There's I mean, several. Dunk, I mean, I know you got competition and stuff like that, but you sell a great. About- great merchandise in there and you're right in downtown conroe you have a radio station across the street that does not air our program um but you also do some stuff with the um Crichton theater
3: sounds of texas yeah sounds yeah. of texas and with all of that fr- with the friends of conroe mm-hmm. yeah we do we, the sounds of texas is a um there it's the, well it's part of the friends of conroe which is a non-profit downtown um right. well they're they're all of Montgomery County, not necessarily mm-hmm. downtown, but they do put puts on the Catfish Festival, and they also do the Sounds of Texas, mm-hmm. um, and it's a music series at the Crichton Theater. We last year, I believe, was the twentieth year that we had it, right? And um, some great shows.
4: Oh, I, I know you had jo- uh, Mickey Gilly there mm-hmm. uh, a couple of months back, and. Uh, uh, well mickey long. Gilly wasn't part of the sounds of texas no, but oh, no okay. he did play uh, the he yeah, did play it, the theater but it, yeah. it wasn't part of ours but oh, okay. we had supposed uh,
2: to have bj thomas with josh fuller but that got rained out uh, oh right. yeah harvey yeah. he's
3: rescheduled for june
2: that's i've heard i've heard yeah, yeah we've had uh, a you know guy <laughs> clark his, christy guy clark's played yeah.
3: it a few times yeah. um got so many good people
2: caleb open when guy clark Play right or who did Caleb open for or play Ricky Skaggs? Sk- Ricky Skaggs, okay, yeah, that's, that's an awesome show too.
3: Yeah, we've had some big They've names, had some there. big names. There. Vince Gill has played it, yeah, Vince.
2: awesome. I'd love to play with Vince,
3: yeah,
4: playing Amy or whatever. I, I've got some friends, we'll talk about later <laughs> <on the>
2: air. <laughs> I've heard and some stories about Amy's and her first husband, but anyway. oh, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, no, i yeah. <laughs> 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 Keep talking. I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, no, no. You. I mean, right, it's just so. my show. I didn't mean to interrupt y'all, though. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm not that arrogant,
4: damn it. The Conroe music scene in general, it, it, it it's there's booming. so much going on it's here. It's booming. It really is. Screw Houston and even in the woodlands with all that mess. I mean, yes, we have the, the pavilion, which is right. a great venue, and I would put that in my top five list in the world. You know, as far as a venue to go to see a concert, but when you want to hear some great music in close quarters, come in to Conroe, Conroe, Texas. I mean,
3: it's fantastic. They got well. I mean, the Crate you know they have they have their shows, but occasionally there's a concert there. But on you know on any given night, you could go to the corner pub, you could go to Red Brick Tavern, you could go to Pacific Yard House and see best music in town especially Wednesday night you can go to Pacific Yard House
4: and see me
3: I mean Pacific they they you know
4: they're bringing a lot of bands in from Austin and a lot of everywhere and trying to bring uh, you know some other
2: influences he's not trying to to make it another honky-tonk he's trying to make it a more eclectic he's done a fantastic job job, I have
3: I have I have so much respect for that guy he's 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 done a lot he's brought in some incredible talent he's Change, you know, trying to. Oh, well, he's trying
4: to influence, or bring He's in trying influence to bring us some texture. Yeah.
3: He's yeah. yeah, give us There's a some, little bit of texture. Some new stuff. Be-
4: because Texas music, or what we consider maybe Texas country music, is not just Texas country music. Well, that's it's why Americana con- yeah, and everything the, else. The country w-
2: part got dropped a long yeah, time ago. They yeah. start calling it Texas music Sick.
4: because Caleb's not country by any means. But they're Americana, they're folk, right. They're, right. They're, they're this a whole blend vibe. of all of it. A little bit just of blues, a little bit of Yeah, blues. He, you
3: know, some, something different, something yeah. than the same old that's everywhere. And they're great
4: entertainers, right. and they're bringing it's those fantastic. entertainers in, not just there, but in, you know, in the corner pub and everything else. And then when we do have events downtown, we have Catfish Festival, we have all these different festivals that bring mm-hmm. in all sorts of bands you get your texas country you get your kevin fowler's and all of that. Right. but we also have you know all these other bands that come in and play and tour through and it's getting better and better and better and better it used to be you know 25 or 30 years ago it used to be off the hook and we're just getting back to that now. it's
3: yeah i mean pacific has helped that leaps and a bounds lot, yeah a lot yeah. The the talent they've brought through there is you know Done, well, he's done a great job.
2: Yeah, he. Yeah, and they. I I enjoy playing there for sure, and I think that they're all good people. They're and
3: fantastic. They're the, some of the best people I have. It's, and that's a nice huge venue to respect play for in all of them and, and everybody
4: yeah.
2: that's there. And you got
4: the train that rolls by. And, mm-hmm. you know, Dollar jello shots. Jealous. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I think I do think that, and maybe on weekends they're better about it, but on Wednesdays I, I think they uh, they don't draw enough attention to that. Maybe yeah. Maybe they just haven't made the jello shots yet I don't know <laughs> It is Conroe, <laughs> it is Monkey County
3: It can get you in trouble I, yeah. I will. yeah It can Can it
2: really?
4: Can it, it really?
3: It can get you in trouble well, Those
2: are pretty s- stout jello shots Good words <laughs> to live by Dollar jello shots, they can get you in trouble
0: Let's enjoy the difference At Classic Galveston Bentley, owner of Classic Auto Group Galveston, inviting you to the classic way of doing business, which means the customer always comes first. Need service after the sale? We've got you covered with our service parts and body shop. Let us cater to your needs the classic way, island style. Visit us at ClassicGalveston.com. Classic
1: Galveston,
9: enjoy the difference, island style. Oh, hell. How about a love song? There ain't nothing in the world that I like better than bacon and lettuce and homegrown grown tomatoes Up in the morning, out in the garden Get you a ripe one, do not get a hard one Plant them in the spring, eat them in the summer All winter without is a culinary bummer I forget all about the sweating and digging Every time I go out and pick me a big one. Homegrown tomatoes, homegrown tomatoes What life be without homegrown tomatoes Only two things that money can't buy And that's true love and homegrown tomatoes I'll oh, pick it, God You can go out but nothing a homegrown tomato won't cure Put them in a salad, put them in a stew Make your very own tomato juice You can eat them with eggs, eat them with gravy Eat them with beans, pinto or navy Put them on the side, put them in the middle Put a homegrown tomato on a hot cake puddle. homegrown tomatoes, homegrown tomatoes What life Without homegrown tomatoes Only two things that money can't buy And that's true love and homegrown tomatoes Life I lead I'd be Johnny tomato seed cause I know what this country needs is homegrown tomatoes in every yard you see but when I die don't bury me in a box in a cemetery out a garden would be much better, and I could be pushing up homegrown tomatoes, homegrown tomatoes, homegrown tomatoes. What life be without homegrown tomatoes? Only two things that money can't buy. That's true love and homegrown tomatoes, homegrown tomatoes, homegrown tomatoes. What life be without homegrown tomatoes? Only two things that money can't buy. True love and on grown the moon.
6: give a damn that he's got nine parking tickets and he's on go broke again but the bonfire's building bars horns of a right off his head he's a fighting Texas Aggie and it will be till he's dead Well it's one o'clock Good night, Irene, is blaring through the place He parked about 50 blocks away So he ain't got time to waste When he finally makes it to his car He stands up on his feet He says, boys, let's head to Taco Cabana I think I need some to eat He's a fighting Texas Aggie And he just don't give a damn They just has got 12 parking tickets And he's out Scope Pro again but the bonfire's built and Barson's horns been sawed right off his head. He's a fighting Texas Aggie, and he will be till he's dead. Well, he picks up a battalion just to see what's going on. But all he finds to read about is what we're doing wrong. This school's too damn conservative. I guess they want us to be like all the hippies down in Austin wearing orange and sipping tea. He's a fighting Texas Aggie, and he just don't give a damn that he's got 12 bargain tickets, and he's all broke broken. But the bonfire's built in bars. his orange up and sour right off his head. He's fighting to say and it will be till he's dead.
1: changing me really soon you said it's getting really old and that you wanna be told that I ain't a drinking no more well now honey here it goes better listen close before you go walking out the door I ain't a drinking Said, take my advice, don't let me catch you drinking no more. I said, officer, please let me go and I won't do it anymore.
2: Had to. That's how you learn. It's not in tune. I told you it's not in tune.
1: It doesn't have to be. I can figure it
2: out. As long as they're all out of tune equally, I guess it's in tune some, it's in some kind of tuning. It can be A minor 7th or something like that. (laughs) You never know. Just play the one string and play it well, like uh, Lincoln Durham does. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, that was for you, Sarah, That last song—I'm uh, that...
3: pretty sure that was about my fr- my Friday night. Yeah, that was about your <laughs> Friday
2: night. We all make mistakes where we drink a little too mm-hmm. much and
3: and, and s- say, say some stuff. things that we don't mean. Right.
2: Yeah. Right. It, mean, happens it happens to everybody. Happens to everybody. Even the people that listen to this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes, so probably especially. Oh,
4: yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I,
3: I do apologize. <laughs> <sighs>
2: We should have. Uh, I should have asked if we could get some people to uh, to call in to the show.
4: Well,
3: yeah,
2: and uh, and be guests. But and I'm I'm really thinking about this idea where we just
3: have call-ins,
2: have a segment yeah. of, of the show where I just call like, "Hey, you up?" <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then we can call, call random people. We fun. have lots of people's we phone numbers. Call, so. You know, you know, all our people that we know are are should be up at this hour all the people true. i know
2: we could just call mm-hmm. them and harass them like hey you're on the air you probably have i'm a few actually
3: leaving here to go to a meeting with adam mcfarland oh really and all those people <laughs> wow. that are up at this hour
2: well let's see i i'm only up this hour i went i went for probably a good solid year without having to be awake at this hour and then all of a sudden i'm busy again i got this mm-hmm. show and then music and <sighs> it's a good problem to have, though. Oh but. no, I I, so, I kind of had
4: to shift my schedules around as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we we've I've dropped the ball a few weeks in a row now. And uh, one is you're listening to to uh, this show courtesy of KTXF, the Real, which is part of the Sports Music Network, Texas Sports. I gotta write that down. Anyway, yeah,
4: Texas Sports Network. Yeah, there you we go. We have stations in and, Dallas. Uh, they've got and, a whole in bunch Houston.
2: of. They got a whole bunch of shows, uh, sports shows. So add this if you're listening live now on KTXF uh just go ahead and hit the favorite button and make this station your favorite cuz they got a lot of cool stuff coming uh all kinds of sports and gun shows and you name it they got all kinds you kind name of it stuff. they have yeah.
4: it and then this show is also podcast yep. <laughs> on pretty much every platform there that is. is out there uh, iheart radio, radio itunes yeah, everywhere, everywhere. So you can pick us up and listen to us wherever yeah. you may be driving down the road and stuck in traffic.
2: There you go. I, and I, I, yeah, it's a good show to listen to in traffic. I, I'm, <laughs> so my <laughs> might guitar might pissed pl- you off a little bit. But. Yeah, my guitar player <laughs> Kevin has r- major road rage. I mean, he's the nicest guy you ever meet, but on the road, oh, it's it's just humorous. It's hilarious. So I wanted to make up a fake name with him, and we check in with him once a week while he's driving. <laughs> And just start recording do him, it. and oh, uh, we can that's do a that great All day day. Long. And then we can just play, <laughs> we can just play clips on the show later because he is so dang funny. But um, I even thought about maybe having a camera that's back here where you can't really see his face because he doesn't want to lose his job. But have to see his face kind of just so he's there. But just so you can see he's just, oh man, he gets so angry. But it's a, oh, no that's a GoPro so in funny. his future. Trust me. It is so funny to watch. So funny <laughs> to watch. A so great idea. the other thing that we dropped the ball on is we haven't checked in with uh, Texas music pickers in a while or key music news. Certainly. And um and we like to we'd like to do that because I appreciate what they're doing for people, especially Texas music pickers who they like they get in on the bottom floor and they pick the people. They they follow people and help people that haven't already made it. And they they kind of like to get in there. Well, so what do you got over there,
6: Randy? They do
4: that. And they also, um, you know, report on Spotify. And yep. uh, their stream on Spotify has, a, you know, the Texas Red Dirt and Texas Country Music kind of pickers and stuff in their top 20 list. And there's everybody from Shotgun Rider and Cody Johnson who just sold out the... Uh, Oh, wait, it's still yeah. my
2: thunder. Look at what I got on my oh, thunder. Oh, yeah, I know. I
4: know. Well, I'll let you have that one then. Uh, but he's number two, and uh, Shotgun Rider with me and a memory is number one on the Spotify thing right. this week. Uh, Parker McCallum, Cole Witzel, uh, Casey Donahue, Curtis Grimes, Turnpike Trooper, which is on there, which we were talking about earlier. Aaron Watson, Wade Bowen, Mike Ryan, and, you know, you know all these guys. Yeah. so have you... Uh- um, uh,
2: look up who uh, who who is on their poll this week.
4: Oh, I, I look haven't at, looked up that yeah, one yet.
2: Look so up their poll. Was, then I'll, read this little, I'll, I'll read this little <laughs> ditty from Key Music News. Yeah, who, uh, for sure. Pretty much everybody in the Texas music scene's yeah, already heard by Katie's now. Katie is
4: doing a great job. She's yeah. got a full-time day job and uh, that takes a lot from her, and she's still producing some great content for Texas music. So So
2: she's keeping up with what she started with a long time ago. But so this is her little, uh, her little, that's so demeaning. Sorry about that, Katie. Here is her post that she put on Key Music News, basically congratulating Cody Johnson. He's the very first independent, unsigned artist to ever sell out HLSR and NRG Stadium. And that's pretty dang awesome.
4: You know how many of that people...
2: I just want to see a copy of that check stub. I want to see what it looks like. <laughs> like, how much money does that equate to? Because thirty that's, bucks head times a hundred thousand. Yeah, I think it's a little more than thirty bucks head. I think
3: it's a lot more than thirty. Well, but, well on
4: average,
2: we'll see. Yeah, I mean, because some people get them for free. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but um, yeah. but no, that has to be big. And Sarah, I, um, and every guest that I've had in here pretty much remembers that the good old days where it was just he, he was.
3: He's playing just Cody come. yeah, yeah. To Tuts. And- Corner Pub, he used to come in. To, yep. come but in-
4: he is an unsigned yeah. artist. He does not have a major label backing him. Nope. He has great he management. He sold out the largest venue Gives available to an artist in the fourth largest city in the United States yeah. on a weeknight. It's
3: incredible. Yeah, it's
2: incredible. Gives me hope. It's uh, Yeah, you never know, man. And I mean...
4: That's- I mean that doesn't happen and that's what we were talking good about management. with this he good, under- management. good management good management produce 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 mm-hmm. put it out there get your fan base you know all of those things that we were talking about with the music business how do you do it <laughs> that's yeah. the example right there yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, mean if, follow if his lead
2: if it's done right and you got the right team behind you n- nobody is good enough to do it on their own nobody no. And and a lot of people throw that that phrase around a lot. I've heard a lot of Texas artists like I, we did it on our own. No, your team did. I mean, yes, your team did. But you as an individual artist, there's no way that you've done it on your own. You're not on your. You're not in control of all your social medias and your booking and your. There eventually is not enough hours in the day, so you have help, and those people. Management is huge. Booking companies are big. Like, you've got to have the right people in play to get you in the right spaces and the right faces and the right income opportunities to finance this to do the next thing so that you can stay on the radio. uh, It all ties together, but Uh, it's crazy. That's why I wanted to have you here because I totally respect the role of a band manager. I also respect the role of someone who books, and you do both. I do both. Yes. So. And you know already, there's probably not enough hours in a day for, no. but just you doing both, and then try to be the the band that comes up with new music and new material and rehearses it and goes, you know, does all the driving and sets setting up and performing. And I mean, it's there's no one person that can do it by himself. That's basically the thing I'm saying. So, the team is what's the most important. It's a, yeah,
3: it's a team effort. For and sure. Co-
2: and Cody is a great example of how the team worked well. And that team also consisted of other artists with Cody, right. because one thing Howie did. Um, and I'm saying it as an observer, not as a biographer. I don't know every, what everybody did, but from what I saw him do just from the outside looking in was when Cody came out with his first album, I think it was when he came out with his second album and he was starting to get re- really good success on the radio at the exact same time, how he was putting Cody out there with Roger, with Roger every single show mm-hmm. and putting him in front of that. So while the rest of us are out getting 15 fans, trying to turn five of them into a, a super fan overnight cody's mm-hmm. getting to play for hundreds if not thousands of people every single night put on a hell of a show because he does do that and turning so your percentages are higher so he's building a, a bigger fan base at a time because Howie was smart enough to say okay we're gonna put you in front of roger every single night your songs are doing well on the radio people are going to be able to associate you really quick with oh with i heard, roger, that that, else, heard that guy on that i heard yeah. that guy on the radio and he puts on a good show, and he's good enough to be with Roger Krager. Mm-hmm. So all those three things happen, and they did that for a solid year at least. And Cody just went from being a guy that had a single on the radio to, Whoo, he's giving Roger a run from his for his money, right? And then you know, Roger's well, like, I'm buying a plane and I'm going to Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, but so it was just, but it all came down to a really good strategy by the management of what they they knew where they wanted to get, and they had they had a a vision of how to get there. And then they had the courage and the balls to just go for it and do it their way. And it's obviously it's working out. It's working great. And the
4: phone number to make it happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: That too.
2: You got to have that too. I mean, well, and and you got to be able to answer the call. I mean, Cody last year got that, that last minute call for a cancellation and they were able to say yes. yes. So that was his, that helped.
4: That was the huge thing when he could say, okay, yes, I can, come and do I this. I don't
2: think there's another show on my books that would say no, we can't. We're already booked here. he think-
4: probably stiff somebody. I mean, don't get somebody me wrong. Somebody probably
2: got screwed and that's good. And he
4: <laughs> he probably made good with them. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, occasionally as a, a musician or a performer, you have to, you know, make a choice and it's a hard choice. I mean, do you have somebody you're going to play for a thousand people in a room or are you going to play, you know, Houston Livestock uh, it's show on yeah, a rodeo in front of at least 50,000 plus people mm-hmm. you know on a bad night um, you're gonna go there
2: right absolutely
4: Um, right. and you're gonna make a Amends and you're going to do a good business decision and say, Hey, I'll make it up. I'll play two shows for you, or whatever the case may be.
2: Right. Well, most venue owners probably, if you're in good standing with them, would just totally understand it. Like, Hey, yeah, dude, most of them, you, yeah, know, you know, I'm not flaky. Anybody he's playing for yeah. goes, Yeah, I yeah.
4: got a dude. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: You're
3: going to make
4: I'm it up to me later on. I love you.
2: I'm not normally flaky, but you know, <laughs> there's this thing called NRG Stadium. And well, they asked if I'd play it. And I told them, huh. Yeah.
3: I, okay i hope i hope caleb's tu- not tuned in right now we, well play he, yeah. we uh, spe- we got a we got a call a few months ago from green hall wanting us to open up for a huge act a sold out show and mm. it, a, a massive show and we had a gig booked already and i told her i i can't i, I can't make this call on my own i've got to call caleb because ulti- ultimately it's his name that's canceling a show it's his Mm -hmm. name that's canceling and we already have people coming to the show and it's you know certainly i I couldn't get a whole he wouldn't pick up the phone i could not get him on the line and i had i passed up this green hall show and Mm -hmm. he hasn't let me live it down
2: well but you know
4: what you made the right choice uh, because it was his decision to do and honor
2: and integrity are the most important things in this Mm -hmm. you burn bridges you burn bridges and that's the thing that there was i'll give you kind of an example similar was we were booked to play this bar we'll call it well no we we uh shit hole is a term of endearment right so we we're we were playing this really a dive dive bar and it was really cheap i think we we're getting like 400 bucks you know and i had a six piece band so it wasn't going very far and it wasn't like a great bar. The four-hour gig, you're going there. People would rather, you know, hey, turn it down, man. I can't hear the dart thing go beep, beep, beep when I hit a bullseye, you know. And I was just like, ugh. But we were, we were scheduled to play there. And all of a sudden, Tumbleweed Texas gives me a call and says, hey, do you want to come open for, I think it was Jason Boland. And I, hadn't, I had never opened for a big name at that point. That would have been the first time I got to open for, like, someone that mm-hmm. I knew was out there, and it was Jason Boland. And I told him, man, I just, I, I've already got this other gig. He's like, well, they got plenty of time they could reschedule. Man, this is a good opportunity for it. He's like, I know it is. I love Jason Boland; He's a huge influence in my music. I would love to do it, but I just can't break my word with this bar. And he's like, I understand, I understand. We'll get you another date. So that goes off. We show up to the show and we set up. And about an hour after we set up, this band trailer pulls up. And they start backing in. And they had double booked the show. And I was like, son of a bitch. I could have, I totally (laughs) could have bailed on that gig. And so we were already set up. And luckily, my bass player was a bigger jerk than their guy that was negotiating terms. And um, they were like, y'all got to go. We're, you know, we're scheduled to play. Y'all got to go. We're like, we're not going. We're already set up. Like, our gear's up. You're late to the party. Bye. And so we went to the back room and we negotiated. We ended up, each band got 200 bucks for the effort. And then yeah. we stayed and played. I think, or I can't remember what happened. But either way, I didn't get to open for Jason Boland. Every good deed has a as a what has no good deed goes it unpunished. Yeah. Unpunished. Right. <sighs> so, but integrity is an important yeah, thing because even huge. even though I had to tell that guy no, he saw where my line of integrity was, and so even though I didn't get to play his venue, he still knew that I was I had a I was he, I was a guy he could call and he right. could trust
4: me. Yeah, you know? if you were available right. and you weren't. Previously engaged in right. a business transaction, you could go forward just like you do in business every mm-hmm. day in a retail center. And that I do in my business, I'm not going to double
2: book. I'm not going to,
4: you know, I might stretch a little bit, you know, Uh, you know, I might, you know, fudge 30 minutes on when I
2: get there. Well, you can play ZigFest for 30 minutes and yeah. go play another show later that night.
4: Yeah, exactly. You know, you've done yeah. this. We've all done those things and all bands do, and you just have to. It's that management. You made the right call. What we're it, trying to say yeah. is you made thanks the right guys. call. Yes. You made the right. You made the right call. call. Thanks, yes Thanks, guys. <laughs> long way. Caleb, around. if you're yes. listening. C-
3: yeah, Caleb, if you're listening. Your
2: integrity's intact. I'll tell him that girl. to his face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't really, you know. Thanks to Sarah, you still have an a integrity and decency. Certainly,
4: <laughs> and they they're. Yeah, I mean, these guys are on their way. to know. Oh, yeah, never good. never I land. It. I mean, and they know it. I mean, they're all still real humble guys. I mean, oh, that's you, all, that's, you, that's, you know. that's
3: part of why everybody loves them. They're yeah. Yeah. Down to earth must. They're cool. Awesome guys.
2: Yeah, they're very cool guys. Yeah. You want a Bud Light Roger Crager pick? Sure. Yeah, say that say sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. It's just sitting here. I was like, huh. Uh, yeah,
4: only you have those laying around. Yeah, I, mean, is... I mean, I mean, I
2: just happen to have. Yeah, you have a Roger Kroger pick. You know, here you go. Yeah,
0: yeah. You got
4: yeah. some Ray Riley Hubbard stuff running around. Uh, yeah, you know, well, fingernails actually, or something. I, no, I do
2: have a. Uh, oh man, who's uh I have um That gimmick. I'll tell you later.
4: Oh, okay, because uh, I mean, I mean, I can. You know,
2: Billy Joe Shaver's capo. Oh, okay. that's what I have. Yeah, Billy <laughs> Shaver's capo. Okay, yeah. cool. He calls it a guitar choker, by the yeah, way. Yeah, a guitar choker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that story?
4: I have not heard that story. So
2: here, here's how I came to get the guitar choker. We were playing RCC, Redneck Country Club. We were opening for Billy Joe Shaver. Well, we go out and we start playing. I forgot to grab my capo out of my bag. And so we start playing, and I was like, I looked at Corey, my keyboard player. I said, Hey, I forgot my capo he's like, I'll go get you one. I was like, well, all right. So he just leaves the middle of the song. So he walks to the back, and there's Billy Joe Shaver sitting in the green room. And he goes, and Corey doesn't know what he looks like. Corey's yeah, just Corey. And he goes, <laughs> hey, does anybody have a capo? Josh forgot to grab his capo. And so Billy Joe Shaver goes, you mean a guitar choker? And he's like... Whatever you want to call it, I need it. And He goes, here you go. And he goes, I'll bring it right back. He goes, you tell him he can keep that one. And so we played the show, and I still got it. It's that's awesome. pretty awesome. I
4: yeah. mean, uh, I've been on stage and you know in studio with a bunch of guys, and it's like, yeah, you know, guitars, or, you know, whatever you, do, whatever the hell you need, just take it's it. Yeah, just it's all good. Yeah, it. just have fun. Yeah, you know? that's cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll take. I got a, more. I'm like, I'll take a platinum <laughs> album. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm going take walk the one fans. of
4: those 500 million copies you've yeah. sold of albums you've played on. Whatever you think <laughs>
2: your next hit will be, just say I wrote it. Let's yeah. go with that. Little, yeah, yeah, That's my next thing. I'm going to start writing for other people. So if Caleb wants me to write him a song, let me know. Okay. I can, I can try. Yeah, you need to do that. You
4: write you some should. good songs, man. I can you write. really do.
2: I mean, I write for other people better I think I can I think I can write better for other people than I could myself because I don't have to sing it I can just write well, whatever you know yeah
4: it's just words on a piece of paper no. man the other night someone it's a tipped story to me tell.
2: someone tipped me the other night at open mic night to try to sing Single Ladies by Beyonce and mm. I did and I ended up making it sound good and sexy. <laughs> it's pretty cool.
4: I don't even know that damn song because I don't know. I've never listened to a Beyonce song. Well, in if my you own. like
2: it, then you should have put a ring on it. You've heard it. Yeah. Um, no. You, I heard, really it. Haven't. you, you haven't heard, heard it. it. Honestly, yeah. it's on. It's on this. I saw it. It's on your playlist.
4: But doesn't mean I <laughs> no, no. No. That's my my album. Oh, sh- sh- easy. Yeah. But. Doesn't mean it's on my playlist. There's about uh-huh. 600 songs that are on my playlist that are in my car that I listen to all the time. Right. And it ranges. I mean, there's a great range of what I like to listen to, I'm but pretty, Beyonce I, is not one of them.
3: I think that one's on my playlist, but I, I'll blame it on my on my kids, on my girls. <laughs> yeah.
4: No, my daughter, who is 20 years old, and we've gone to Bonnaroo, and we've done a lot of music things together over the years. Um. Yeah, Beyonce is just, just not even on her list.
7: <laughs>
4: oh, yeah. No, I've never heard it. <laughs> <You> <laughs>
2: that song know. was the
4: jam, it man. It was the jam.
3: Back my, in the day. My kids are listening. They're, they're, I guarantee they're dancing. They're up <laughs> dancing right now. Oh,
2: here you go. Oh, names. I'm sure they are,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad song. I just... It's got to be... There you go. You can throw in some Taylor Swift and some of those songs. I know all of those, you know, and all you know songs like that from Taylor. I know those because my seven year old knows all of those and gets me to play them in the studio at the house. And you know, well, that's what happens when you have kids. uh, Your
2: your musical palette is increased. Yes, well, certainly, and I
4: enjoy that. And that's the fun thing about it. You get to experience new things in music, you know, from different generations and. And, well, it's not di- just different generations, but like you, you might bring something in and you might say something from an artist that you might know that we don't or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, as long as you have an open conversation about music and who's doing what and how, and I learn a lot from Josh every time. I mean,
6: I, I, I
2: don't know
4: how you can learn anything <laughs> from me.
2: I'm just kind of here.
4: You well Everybody. I mean, it, it doesn't matter we if see. I'm hanging out in, you know, BFE or in Nashville or wherever I'm doing whatever I'm doing. I uh, I just try to take in, you know, as much music take as possible. The, yeah. I mean, we were up in Nashville and we were do some recording sessions and all of that and we'd go to um we were staying in an R V, you know, the production crew was, you know, we got, you know, relegated to, you know, stay in the campground. <laughs> and uh, but there was a great place that was had live music every night of the week you know over there by the way out in the boondocks. but they had live music and we could listen to the local artist or whoever they were from wherever they were and you learn a lot you know you get to hear other perspectives and other people's talents yeah. come well, in
2: we, and you should always be trying to learn something from everybody around you I mean yeah. that's just kind of how it is if,
4: I mean, regardless of the style of music or what they're playing, it can be heavy metal, it can be rock and roll, it can be whatever you know. Texas country,
2: I like it all, know. man. Yeah, I, do I don't too. really it's care. It's music. I yeah. like
4: it all. It's music. It's
2: fun. It's. Well, when we all got the same dream. It's just, whether yeah. you can put a label on it, but everybody out there doing the music just wants to be as successful as they possibly can and as have as many people hear their music as they can. You know, so. It doesn't really matter what the label you put on it. I don't really like the labels thing anyway. I, I admit I, I'm a hypocrite in that regard, though, because I have a very specific mindset for what Texas country means to me and Texas music means to me. Texas country, I think, was back in the in the late nineties, in the two thousands, all that stuff. Like that's that was the Texas country just Damn. uprising right there. And then the rest, then you have your Texas music that engulfs it all but other than that I just don't no labels other than that I don't care well
4: I just take it as music yeah because everybody and I have friends and people I've met over the years and all over the world that regardless of what they play they're making music and, and right. they're trying to make an impact on somebody's life or you know express their story the best way they can as an artist and that's truly what you know music is it's, it's an art mm-hmm.
1: and
4: and If you can make a buck off of that and bring it, you know, and make a living off of that, that's something special. I mean, and it's not an easy thing. I mean, it's brutal. I have played, you know, busker stuff on the streets of Frankfurt with a buddy of mine, you know, with a guitar and a tambourine in the streets of Frankfurt, you know, back in the 80s. And we made enough just playing on the streets and, you know, for, you know, whatever somebody drop in the guitar case for, you know, pay the hotel room and pay for our weekend. And, (coughs) you know, that's awesome. (laughs) I mean, it's not something you can necessarily do in the U.S. except maybe in New York and stuff with, you know, but you got to pay taxes on that crap here. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I digress. But those types of experiences and what music can means to people just walking by. Yeah. And well,
2: music plays a way bigger role in people's lives than they even know. Yeah. Like, there's a reason there's music being played in every restaurant, every shop, every anywhere. You, there's music being played everywhere because it stimulates you. It's certainly. Yeah. It's just, or it
4: just makes a memory.
2: Right. But it makes you spend more money, or it makes you happy, or it makes you sad on purpose. Oh, why are you Why are you smiling over there? <laughs> You're like, yeah, I play music in my <laughs> store because people buy more
3: stuff. I play your music in my store. Yeah.
2: I yeah. yeah you I heard you still have Texas. those three CDs I gave you to sell. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you Back need to how sell I can't those. sell music. <laughs> that ain't her job. People can walk in and be like, I don't know who that dude is. I ain't buying his music. But no, seriously, people, you can hit. But take your it. CDs no, aren't I don't in want, Take it. No. My car don't, don't even have a CD player. What? <laughs>
3: I have you, I have some Dan Scott, and I have some Caleb and tomatoes. You
6: that's, that's,
4: all you that's all you need? That's all you need in life. That's right. But if you've gone into a buc yeah. yeah, they have the Texas Country yeah. Music country. Shelf. Mm-hmm. And I, honestly, I don't think they move.
3: No. I've bought a, I've bought some in there before. Well, uh, no. On I've, road trips, stopped uh, yeah. in and bought something to listen I to. I
2: almost went with the company as a distribution label that does those, that stocks those. And I just... I couldn't remember the last time I'd bought a CD and I just didn't think it was worth it. I didn't think I, I just, it's more of a prestige thing. Like, Hey, my stuff's in Bucky's, but
3: I almost sold speaking. Well, back to the day, my days of crafting, Yeah. they used to come through the trade shows up um, in Canton and pick up people. Yeah. Um, I almost put my stuff in Bucky's too. Before, well, that, b- before well, I got burned out. Yeah. Well, it's great. it been good.
4: It's a great retail chain mm. that does a lot of good stuff. I mean, come on. It's the best gas station on it earth. Is. I mean, come on. You go Paper into nuggets. Bucky's, you know.
3: Yes, we got to stop.
2: You go there for the bathrooms, right? Yeah. yeah.
4: Honestly, I, I do. Those, those are the cleanest restrooms on earth that I've ever been into. I've been all over the world. And I mean, I've been to, you know, 100 countries and stuff. The those new- are the cleanest bathrooms I've ever
2: been in. That new car wash they put in in Katy is kind of cool. We haven't been there but yet. But it's a long car. No,
4: that was the, that's the second one they did. The first one they did was up on... Uh, off of uh, uh, 290 up in Cypress. Well,
2: the one in, in Katy is the one that they're touting as the world record holder. Yeah, it is. And but it's, it was nice. But they
4: modeled that off of their... Uh, the other one? Yeah. So it's, Off their 290 store a 100 yards, in Cyprus.
2: 100 yards long. Wow. And they have like... They call it a laser light show. It's not a laser light show necessarily, but it's a light show. And they have all the... So when the suds are on your car... They have different colored lights that hit it, it. Yeah. so it all glows and it's all. So don't go during the daytime. If you're gonna go car wash, wash your car. Go at, at Bucky's night. Bucky's and Katie go at night. Go
3: at night. And Good it to even know. starts
2: with a with their logo right in there on your windshield. Mm-hmm. Like they project their logo on your windshield. It's weird, man. It's trippy. Bucky's is trippy gone vibes, man. Totally off the hook. Vibes.
3: Learn something tonight, guys.
4: And supposedly there's gonna be a Bucky's on 45, not too far from your See, house.
2: Here's my only complaint about Bucky's. <laughs> is Bucky's was really cool when there were very few when of them. When there was
3: yeah. True. But
2: they're everywhere it takes away the whole The one on Allure. the way. Well, the the no, one let, on your way no. no, 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 New no, no. Let's
4: quantify that. What we consider Bucky's being everywhere? There's a 100 plus miles between
2: any Bucky's. That's true, but in Texas a hundred is like that, that is like
4: a commute for us, <laughs> but for the rest of the country, that's like holy shit, that's a
2: long way away. That's like having that's like having one in each state up in the northeast. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so you have to quantify that. Yeah. Well, you got a point there, but it was really weird. Like, you know, you took ten, you could hit that bucky's on on your way to San Antonio, or you hit, take two forty or two ninety and hit the one on the way to Austin or whatever. And then now you got everywhere they're just everywhere but then you'd go back to uh then by Victoria and all that and then they have like Victoria gas stations or buc yeah. gas stations that are just, just like little. Valero yeah. yeah well the
4: the the uh oh, good lord out on uh 105 290 uh going towards Austin there used to be it's just it's still a gas station it's still a really small Bucky's. right and I can't remember the name of the town for the life of me and I should know it uh railroad tracks there and I, it's a crossroad you can go um to Lagrange from there and all of that, and I don't know why I can't remember the name of that little town, but there's it's like the smallest Buckies now. Okay, hmm. and uh, it's a gas station still. Hmm. How about that?
3: How, learn something. Not <laughs> like the
4: one in El of San Antonio, and because that thing has a hundred plus
2: gas pumps. Okay, so um, we talked about Buckies. <laughs>
4: uh, Change the subject, please. Well, no, I was gonna say. No, while, it needs while to. we're talking about
2: Bucky's. We might as well knock out yeah. a few other questions, like water burger or tacos. Which one do you get if you only got ten dollars left after you paid your bar tab? La Palma. It's- tacos. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
4: Tacos. It depends what time of the day it is, because I'll go to. It, um,
3: it, yeah, it's got it, La Palma. You gotta go. Yeah, I
2: haven't been there. I don't. No, La Palma's awesome. Where is that?
3: Well, tomorrow night after you fit play Yard House, mm-hmm. hit La Palma. It's right there.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, there you go. Easy enough, easy peasy.
3: Although they probably feed you, I'm sure they they, they I never eat. Dance. I never eat there. I got I get food. I know they
2: got great food, but I usually get there, sound check, smoke a cigar, play a show. Uh, and then my breaks are just kind of sporadic, so I'll we'll grab you
3: some ta- some tacos when you leave. I will. I
2: might. Uh, but now their pork cracklings at Pacific Yard House are all awesome. I haven't had yeah. those. They pop like they they come out and they're still they're like literally popping like pop rocks, and you put them in your mouth and they start popping in your mouth. It's the craziest thing, but they are spicy.
3: Oh, those sound mm. great.
2: I love them. I love them. They're good. So I have had those, and then I've had
3: All their foods. good yeah, there.
2: They got great food.
3: They got great food. They got great music. They, they got, got great, great people. people.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. They
4: You're got, doing well. They You're doing well. Me. Yeah, you, you've they made amends. Uh, no, but there's a bunch of great, great places in in and around Conroe. Um, a couple weeks ago, we had the big car show or truck show over mm-hmm. here in Conroe, uh, Lone Star Third Down, and uh, everybody had me. And I'm like, you know, Don't get me wrong. You can go down, you know, the local restaurants and stuff. But they're going to be really busy. So go out, you know, go down 105 a little bit and go grab you something.
3: Right. There's some good stuff out that way, too. Leja's Mexican
4: Restaurant. It's a little dive on the right-hand side of 105. Let me tell you what. I've been eating there since before they had that building. They are awesome. I mean, it's really good, authentic Mexican food. And it's wonderful. And it's cheap. Mm -hmm. and then you cheap cheap cheapo uh but it's really good food and they're good people and you you will enjoy it and if they're open when you leave conroe going that way stop in there they'll feed you really well and then if you go a little further you know there's you know some barbecue joints out there that are just off the hook good and you know
3: I have to keep that in mind.
4: Yeah, there, there's some really ones cool that started off on a you know like yeah. a, a shed on the other side of the road. <laughs> you know, nice. we'll try to get them as a sponsor, so I won't say their name. <laughs> Sponsors.
2: <coughs> <coughs> well, we've reached the our night.
4: Oh crap! Yeah, is. how Dang about it? that? So fast so, it went by so really
2: fast. Tell us about your store.
3: Oh, it's downtown Conroe, across the street from Crichton Theater, Cowtown Couture. Women's boutique clothes, shoes, mm-hmm. jewelry, accessories, all that good stuff. All that good stuff.
4: Anything you know, couture?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, just clothes your average clothes. I got the spring line out right now. You could come buy a Josh Fuller CD there,
4: certainly.
2: Yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs>
4: and it's Texas country, kind of you know, it's yeah. got all of that feel, right? You yes, know? so yeah, it's couture. Yeah. I, I know, I know. You said some people don't know what that means.
3: So, yeah, next time you're in downtown Conroe, come see me. Go get some food at Yard House and go come some, by the store. Come by the store and see me. Certainly. Check out some bands. There's Folk Families playing at Corner Pub Saturday night.
7: Ooh, with John be fu-
3: with John Evans. Really? John Evans and Folk Family Saturday night for St. Patrick's Day at Corner Pub.
4: Shit, I'll be there. I didn't know that y'all good I mean we'll we'll come out and do that one that's for sure because I know all those guys from like I said way back yeah. <laughs> good times did you figure out where well, the next button is no it's I was trying something well I was trying <laughs> there's a certain thing
2: that I like to do called audio branding where you do the same thing every time and I can't find the daggum track so the ending will be a little different tonight that's
4: all It'll good brother that's all tonight. good Maybe. thank you for joining us sir <laughs> yes
2: guys, thanks for being have here fun. thanks we'll see y'all next week and if you uh want to listen live remember you can go to ktxf on the tune in app or you can
4: tune in on any of the uh web podcast uh platforms <laughs> there I, I i lost a word i've been in radio for 30 years and i lost a word part podcast, podcast platforms. platforms yes that's it um out there just uh just google search josh fuller
2: yeah good idea we'll see y'all next week yeah enjoy
1: the
0: difference
1: at classic
0: Hi, I'm Howie Bentley, owner of Classic Auto Group Galveston, inviting you to the classic way of doing business, which means the customer always comes first. Need service after the sale? We've got you covered with our service parts and body shop. Let us cater to your needs the classic way, island style. Visit us at classicgalveston.com.
1: Classic Galveston, enjoy the difference, island
5: style.
0: Bye, y'all.